Well, Greg Newsom looks like he does not want to play the nickel for the Cleveland Browns. He might be out of luck. We'll talk about that next on the next episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. Available free wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, here on YouTube. Also, check out Roku Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find the Lockdown Browns podcast, the Lockdown Cavaliers podcast, Lockdown Guardians podcast. And of course, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, with which you will see my co host, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. There, faithfully, day in, day out. Of course, 92 to 3, the fan radio personality over there. Catch the barbershop every Saturday morning. Plenty of opportunities to catch G on the air over at 92 3, the host. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Continuing to push it out here this week. Um, and I know everybody kind of you know got up in arms a little bit and just, just to specify the actual tweet that Greg Newsom responded from today and you know this is kind of like when somebody says do you want pizza do you want chicken wings do you want and you just say yes because you're hungry yeah. basically someone sent a tweet to Greg Newsom do you, you want to play the slot next year or would you rather play outside blah 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 blah, blah. and Greg Newsom there were like more than one question within what was asked to him. Greg Newsom's response was one word. No, uh, you dig a little deeper into Greg Newsom's other social media activities. And look, I'm not going to give Greg Newsom a hard time because we're going to get into it and we're going to explain exactly why, but Greg Newsom, he's kind of made it known. And there's been stuff on social media. He's like post mentioning the fact that maybe he doesn't want to play the nickel. And I think for Greg Newsom, this is a tough spot. You know, he had a really solid rookie year, missed a little time, obviously. You know, this year was the starter outside from day one. Denzel misses a little time. He misses a little time. The Browns struck gold with third round pick Martin Emerson. Martin Emerson got on the field, and Martin Emerson performed well enough to remain on the field. So now you ended up in a situation where, okay, well, how are we using three these three corners that we have? Denzel Ward, obviously. Highest paid guy in the room, got the contract extension, your best ball hawk in your cornerback room. Martin Emerson, size, length that none of these other corners have on this team. So Greg Newsom's playing time, you know, majority when all three were playing came in the slot. Didn't start off very well. And I think it certainly got better as the season went on. Um, no question about that for Greg Newsom. But there's a factors here, you know, Greg Newsom, and look, he can look right within his own cornerback room. Nickels don't make what Denzel Ward makes. You could be the greatest nickel slot corner in the NFL, 
And keep in mind, it, it's a position that does not pay very well. You're not getting a $100 million contract. Greg Newsom is going into year three of his career. Um, to be labeled a slot, to be labeled a nickel, automatically possibly affects Greg Newsom's long-term earning potential. There's just no question about it. Facts are facts. Um, granted, we don't know any conversation that's been had yet between new defensive coordinator and Jim Schwartz and I mean, new defense coordinator Jim Schwartz and the corners. I doubt he's sat them down yet and said, here's our roles, da-da-da-da-da. For the Browns, you're in a really good situation. I mean, look, you got a guy you just extended big time. You have a, a first, a former first round pick going to year three. You have a third round rookie in Martin Emerson who absolutely played fantastic as a rookie. Uh, I'll always go back to the Charger game. You know, that Charger game is not supposed to be a game. The Chargers got cute. Martin Emerson called their bluff. Browns had a chance to steal that one. This is a really great situation to be in right now, G, if you are the Cleveland Browns. A number one, defensive-wise, you know, look, we, you know you have to do work in stopping the run. But if you're going to get in these games and you are a winning franchise, you need DBs who can cover. You need DBs who can make plays. So, you know, Greg Newsom, I'm not sure what's coming his way, but I don't think the Browns are in any hurry or any you know, rush to change up the fact that they have three solid corners and as far as maybe the nickel situation what they're thinking their thought process is right now is it'll work itself out yeah listen right now you know this off season so off season people talk that talk you know you, you this is a time where you jousting and you lobbying and you're trying to let what's the name know basically you letting jim schwartz know look hey you know emerson was penciled in last year with the old regime I'm all for getting in that DB line in that 707, and I need, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's figure out who they're going to be that other corner over there. See, every time you start over, Jeff, we know the game plan. Every time you start over, it's a new coach. You got a new position coach. You got a new defensive coordinator. Guess what? Everybody auditioning except for a couple of people. We know Miles Garrett going to play. We know, we know, you know what I'm saying, what that is. We know what it looked like. But be honest with you. Jim Schwartz is going to come in and he's going to say, all the rest of y'all, anybody named not Miles Garrett and maybe Anthony Walker, y'all going to have to earn it, bro, because I don't believe it. I don't believe it because when I'm watching on film, I'm watching y'all on film. Y'all have not proved nothing to me. I like what y'all got some raw ability, but let's not act like anybody got a position etched in stone. So they're going to, and so what, you know, Greg Newsom is saying is, look, Hey, I'm 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 the dude over there. I'm the first round pick. I was a first round pick. He's a third round pick. Let's not get it twisted. Like we could battle skill for skill. I feel like I'm I'm and Denzel Ward saying, Well, I already got the bag. They can't get do nothing with me. They can't even get rid of my contract <laughs> if they wanted to. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all for it. But what's gonna happen when Jim Schwartz comes in there? He's gonna say, Look, hey man, enough of that. You gonna have to prove it on the field. Um, and if you don't really want to play nickel, find out how it feels to be on the bench. Because, I mean, that's just the way the game go, bro. You know, the, you, you can lobby all you want, bro. But when these reps get divvied up and you find yourself not being in those that first unit, is you I don't, I don't know nobody that's with the twos that say, you know what, I'm going to give my twos reps up to go to the threes. Right? No one does that. You may be disappointed that you with the twos, but at the end of the day, you're going to take them two reps and feel you can you can move yourself into the starting lineup because you know what DBs happen, Jeff. Hamstrings, pulls, growings, 
uh, all that good stuff. That, that's what DBs get when you're running that much, covering routes, change of pace, change of directions. You know what it is. So there's always a chance for somebody to go down. And guess what? That's how Martin Emerson got his position. <laughs> hey, hey, Newsom, you had a hamstring, a little piece of, and maybe, maybe people will learn. Hey, you might want to, if you can get out there and tough it out and still take them reps, you can't make the club in the tub, bro. You can't make big money when you're on the sideline on the bikes, dog. You might want to be out there. So we're going to see. I, I think there's a camp battle, bro. What do you think, Joe? Look, this is, you know, it's, it, look, it's a difficult spot because even still, any corner, if you ask Denzel Ward, do you want to play slot? He's going to tell you, no, hell no, I don't want to play slot. You ask Martin Emerson, do you want to play slot? No, I don't want, you're a corner. The whole DNA of a corner is I want to be on the outside, one-on-one. -on -one. You know what? I don't need no stinking safety help. Have him go do something else. This is what I want to do. You know, that you have to have that dog in you to play this position. But I I am 100% with you. The reason we got to understand what type of player Martin Emerson was, and this wasn't the plan. Yes, he had a nice summer, but Denzel missed time. Greg Newsom missed time. So you get into this, and you know, you'll hear this with a lot, a lot of teams, you know, whether it's baseball teams coming out of spring training or NFL teams. And, you know, oh, well, they're too deep there. Can you these things have a tendency to work themselves out now for Jim Schwartz? Is this something you're going to walk into and maybe you already have a little bit of a headache before it starts? That's fine. But if I'm Jim Schwartz, if I'm, I'm saying, well, I got Denzel Ward, I got Greg Newsom, I got Martin Emerson. These are my top three corners. I'll find a way to make it all work. But if there's the possibility that there would have to be a change. G and I are going to talk about that here. We'll give you some speculation on something that you could possibly see if the Browns did feel that there was a situation here that's just not going to work out for everybody. We'll come back with that. Your latest lockdown Browns, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs with linkedin jobs you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently matching open roles with people who have the skills values and experiences to help you achieve your own goals linkedin jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools identify the most qualified candidates on linkedin jobs and connect with them fast and for free LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applications based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Thank you for making Locked on Browns your first listen of each and every day. Jeff, first segment we got into a little bit um, with the situation with, with Greg Newsom, first-round draft pick uh, out of Northwestern. He wants to play outside. That's where the big money is. That's where he he feels his, his skill set is best suit, suited for. However, if you go into camp and it becomes un, un, unattainable and you got you know him being um, you know a person that does not want to play inside, the great thing about um, Greg Newsom is he hasn't lost any of his value, right? You know, he's still a younger corner, um, you know, had a solid year. Um, some will say that, you know, his value dropped a little bit just because he was outside or excuse me, inside and he's an outside corner. 
young guy, there'll be a lot of teams, especially that need cornerbacks, especially that you need somebody with that raw ability that could, could, could plug him in and they could think that that would be a great resource and a great asset to have on their team. And so it's it's a win-win situation for the Cleveland Browns if, if, it, if it comes to that. If he stays, you got a nice nice little mix of guys out, out there in the secondary that's willing, um, that, that really has a, a diverse uh, skill set with Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, and Greg Newsom. Um, but here's the thing. If they don't, they can move them, and you can now, since corner is a marquee name, and you're talking about you 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 looking to move an outside corner, right? Because now you see you're saying he won't play inside for us. He we drafted him as outside. Now now just like the money go up, his status goes up. Now what you can get a return goes up. So now you're looking at it and saying, okay, well, I got it. I got a, a, a marquee corner. Somebody got a young defensive tackle they want to give up. Somebody got a young receiver that may not be uh, may not be getting enough touches that he want. Maybe it, maybe it's a linebacker somewhere, young guy that that's stuck behind somebody that can move sideline to sideline. Now we got something. Now we talking. We can get something for him. And to be truthful, I even think, and this may sound crazy, but even when you're talking about uh, how great of a of, of a of a running back as Nick Chubb is. I think Martin uh, 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 Greg Newsom has higher trade value, um, just because he's he the position he plays, just because of him being the former first round draft pick, and because he does have versatility. He hasn't been injured. His his stock has not dropped. I think if you if you take a look at everybody that's realistically that could get moved, I think he would probably have the highest value um, over over most people that you have on the, on the defensive trade. Like here's you know here is the issue and look you know there's ways this can work there's ways this can't work and and I'll be honest if I'm Greg Newsom the my first issue with being you know uh, uh, you know the slot all the time or the you know full time nickel is that's a lot more demand on me as far as run support and I'm getting banged around a lot more man you know I mean as a nickel corner you might see a Wyatt Teller or Joel Batonio coming around a corner and guess what you're the guy you're the guy he's coming for you're, you're so, the horse player yeah nobody, force wants, nobody wants place. to be there nobody nobody wants to be there when a 310 pound pulling guard is coming around because first thing you're thinking is well i'm out here because it's supposed to be a pass <laughs> so <laughs> it's not and, and, and oh and Jeff, man you can't just run out and take lineman's knees out no more you nah, no, they kind of frown upon no that they do kind of frown upon that so and look and like i was saying earlier man you know what do you see? Like, you know, you end up with guys who, you know, maybe are quicker than they are fast. Um, you guys who came into the NFL, the great college pedigree, but you know what? They're not that big. They're not that long. And you all of a sudden kind of get pigeonholed into nickel. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, and first of all, it's way too early to say that Greg Newsom is a slot corner in the NFL. That is way too early. What we've yeah. seen on the outside has been impressive. What we've seen on the outside has been good. Um, and again, the Browns are in this situation. The reason they saw as much as they did of Martin Emerson was due to injuries to Denzel Ward, was due to injuries to Greg Newsom. So you got to go next man up. Now, if you do get into the situation where maybe you got to move one. Now, we've talked about this you know, with the Barry regime as far as drafting you know, to this point. Well, first year, you got A.J. Green as an undrafted free agent. You want to know what? Brown's a big fan of A.J. Green. A.J. Green's been a pretty good player when his number's been called. Year two, 
First round pick, you drafted Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom's been a solid ball player for this team. Year three, third round, you drafted Martin Emerson. Obviously, Martin Emerson has created some of these problems that we're talking about right now as it is. So as much as we want to say, man, the Browns can't seem to get the defensive tackle room right. You know, they don't know what they necessarily need there. Maybe the wide receiver room as well. One room where they're cooking and they're cooking with gas, Garrett, is their evaluation of cornerback prospects. They have hit on, you know, three guys. One was an undrafted free agent. One was first round pick. One was a third round pick. They have hit. So if you get in a situation and look, Denzel Ward, his contract, it's very difficult to trade because the Browns are still paying money, even if Denzel Ward gets traded to go play for somebody else. So guess what's not happening? That is not happening. Then guess what? Martin Emerson is the cheapest dude in the room. And he's your longest and he's your leanest. So maybe you get in a position where you got to move Greg Newsom. And all you people, Greg Newsom for Jerry Judy. First things first, look at the Denver Broncos cornerback room and then ask me why they would even be interested in Greg Newsom. Now that he's not a good player, they don't need him. And Jerry Judy is the best wide receiver on the Broncos roster. And I doubt Sean Payton is going to purposely sabotage what's left of Russell Wilson's career by trading away his best receiver. All things. Just stop being delusional. What would the Browns do? You move Greg Newsom. But here's the problem, even if you're the Browns. You are not going to get a first-round pickback. You're not going to get a first-round pickback for Greg Newsom. So why would you, after only two years, move him to get lesser value than you invested into him? Yes, even if it was a second-round pick, Browns could take that extra second-round pick and go find another cornerback, no problem. But why? They're not ready to give up. It's going to be a situation. And for me, the way I see it playing out, I see Jim Schwartz. And look, I've talked about this forever with Denzel Ward, as good as he is. It should be a week-to-week basis. It should be a matchup thing that you like. You know, look, there's weeks where Denzel Ward draws, draws a tough assignment. You know, Denzel obviously under six feet. Greg Newsom over six feet. Martin Emerson a little bit more over six feet. Switch it up. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason you can't have Denzel Ward run a couple reps at nickel. We know he's a good blister. We know he's a smart player. We know he's you know savvy against the run. And he is smart as much as he is almost like a you know testador, like he gets himself some situation he should not put his body in. You put Martin Emerson in there. What if you got a slot who's just an absolute pain, a Wes Welker, a Cole Beasley, and you say, Martin, you know what you love to do? You know what we love about you is that you love to be physical. So you know what? Take that little snot wearing 15 and cobra him for five yards. Suffocate his ass. Things like that nature. And I think this will be what will resolve these issues. Because this is going to be a way Jim Schwartz, because Jim Schwartz is going to like the fact that he's going to be able to have some creativity here with three guys that they're absolutely confident in on the outside. But it's just a situation where some guys are going to have to go in sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, yeah, you may have been the greatest shortstop on your Little League team, but this is high school ball now. You want to go play right field? You want to sit on a bench and keep the scorebook for coach? You got you to do what you got to do. This is the NFL. The Browns should get this worked out because the biggest difficulty here is if you did have to move Newsom, you're not going to get the return of the investment that you have into him. He just hasn't played enough. The track record isn't there. You can't move Ward, and you'd be a fool to move Martin Emerson, who's giving you standout play and making no money to this point. We're going to switch it up, G and I. We've got, obviously, Hall of Fame announcements coming, imminent uh, list of finalists. And me, G and I were going through this, man. It could be a long, long show in August because there's a lot of names here, man. It's really, really difficult to trim this down. And, you know, some of these guys, you know, have been waiting till they get that opportunity. 
you have some positions where you're really deep in a, one position. You got three wide receivers, you got three DNs. Gary and I give some thoughts here on who we think will finally make this call here headed for the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, the uh, NFL Hall of Fame class of 2023. All this on your latest Lockdown Browns. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a snow, no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. You can bet the coin toss, over-unders, first game touchdown, anytime in the game touchdown, first field goal, safety, all of these things. You can put wagers on with FanDuel, which is good because the Sportsbook app is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. You want to go a parlay, put together five, six long shot bets. You ain't got to put a lot of money in, but there's a potential for a big payout. Yeah, you can do all that with FanDuel. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnIFL to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You know what, Jeff? This is crazy, man. Um, we welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast, and um, this is not this is our prediction, our, our Hall of Fame prediction, I guess what you would you would call episode. Um, you got a couple of dudes going into the Hall of Fame. One of them we think unanimously will be uh, Joe Thomas. But I mean, when you take a look at this, uh, these guys, and we'll go through this a little bit, Jeff, right here for you. Um. There are they can announce up to five inductees from the 15 modern era finalists for 2023, um, plus a possible induction of four senior category finalists. Um, finalists in their first year of eligibility are uh, Dwight uh, Franey, um, Darrell uh, Revis, and Joe Thomas. So those guys are what we what we say. I have an opportunity to be first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, but when you look at the list of individuals, this 2020 class is, is stacked. They got some ball players in here. You got Darrell Ravis. Obviously, we 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 know what Joe Thomas is going to do. Even Joe Thomas is such a slam dunk that we didn't even want to even lead with it. We would just say, "Listen, we're going to wait till it come out at nine. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow." But everybody, in their mom knows Joe Thomas is getting in here. Devin Hester. Devin Hester is the best kick returner of all time. And then we talk about this is where it gets tricky. Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne, and Andre Johnson almost are the same cat. Uh, I, when, when, when none of those are above the other one, when it comes to thinking of, like, okay, who's head and shoulders above the other guy, for me, those guys kind of cancel each other out. Dwight Freeney and Jared Allen, <coughs> I, w I mean, those guys are, are – DeMarcus Ware are good gracious. Good luck picking that. Like, you know, I would – I give a slight edge. I was slight, slight, slight edge to Freeney. But all those rest of those guys, they're, 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 they're monsters. Uh, then you have Patrick uh, Willis and Zach Thomas as your linebackers. Now, it's, it's super uh, it's super rare to get in as a linebacker um, in this regular traditional middle linebacker. But I'm kind of – I don't know about the Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas, to me, was never really – 
like when you mentioned Zach Thomas, I never thought of him as the best linebacker in the game or the most dominant linebacker in the game at the time. Now, at one point in time, Patrick Willis sure was. I mean, he ended his career early, but he was for a long time in what San Francisco is one of the best uh, middle linebackers in the game. Darren Woodson, okay, Darren Woodson was pretty good. Rondé Barber, I thought he was was excellent for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Albert Lewis and Willie Anderson are there as well. Jeff, when you look at the, that list of Hall of Fame finalists, and I'm 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 basically giving you the list of the uh, modern air players. Which one of those players, uh, you know, really stand out to you? And and what do you give think about the receivers and the defensive ends here? This is going to be a tough decision. Now, now I grew up obviously, you know, New York City is where sports radio started. Um, Mike Francesa, Mike Francesa, whatever you think of him, it was basically you know one of the gods in you know everyday sports talk radio. And you know, and so me and my friends, as much as we listened, you know, what did we? Like take away from it, like his thing always was is so and so a Hall of Famer, and if you don't say yes or no right away, then he's not. Like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Lawrence Taylor's a Hall of Famer. Yes, like I mean, yeah, you yeah, should like yeah. if a guy is worthy of the Hall of Fame, you should never ever say, well, well no, let's play, the guy's a Hall. Well, of let's fame. play that game then, Jeff. How's about we go? Okay, down so that, that this is where I'm going with my point. Darrell right. Revis, Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes. There is no doubt about Darrell Reeves, a Hall of Famer. Joe Thomas, Hall of yes. Famer. Yes, no doubt about it. So there's your two. There's two right off the bat. Now, obviously, we you know you went through the fact that you have some issues at some of the you have guys at the same position. Andre Johnson. Guess what? Andre Johnson not really playing very meaningful football. Not really having a type of playoff type of run. Andre Johnson's in a really really tough spot there. There's no doubt. Tory Holt. You talk, dude. I'm pretty sure Ike Bruce is in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. You pretty sure Marshall Falk's in the Hall of Fame. You, you they can't, they you were can't. a special era, that team. And he was so, better than Isaac Bruce. I think he was. I absolutely think he was. I think Isaac Bruce became who Isaac Bruce was because Torrey Holt got to town. I yep. 100% agree with you there. No doubt about it. So then, and now, the, the two linebackers. Wills, what hurts him? You left this game early, man. God bless early. you for leaving it early. Your guy probably leaves a good life. He's probably not dinged up. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have doorbells ringing that aren't ringing in his head. Zach Thomas, I'm with you. I never said, oh, my God, Zach Thomas. You know, uh, Zach just Thomas just really me. wrecked this football game. I never saw yeah. – I thought he was a really, 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 really good player, though. Okay, and this is one, and, and, and I'm going to go here just because this guy should have been in a long, long time ago. I'm going to give you some stats here, Jay. 1,300 career tackles. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't gotten to the position yet, bro. Uh, 29 career sacks. Still haven't gotten to the position yet. 16 career forced fumbles, 12 fumble recoveries, 47 interceptions. Can someone in the world tell me why Rondé Barber is not already in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's not Dude, even that. Those, not you're covering, you're making interceptions, you're doing all the dirty work. Rondé Barber, not only should he be in the Hall of Fame, he should have been in the Hall of Fame. And I'm with you. You get, I look at those three pass rushers, and Dwight Freedy was a different breed, undersized guy who relied more on quickness. Um, you know, he had great footwork, great maneuverability. He was an excellent pass rusher. You saw my so coming out me, of, coming out that, of Syracuse. Yep. Remember, that, remember the old Big East days. Remember when they had Mount McKinney and Dwight Freeney. He had mm -hmm. never given up a sack, and with Dwight Freeney, 
ate him alive at Syracuse just running off that end. D- Dwight F- Dwight Freedy was behind his back before McKinney's hand was off the ground. There's no question <laughs> about it. So of this class of the modern-day guys, I've got Darrell. I've got Joe. And look, they might not go five. They might not. Because the thing is, it's going to be tough because Joe goes in. There's going to be a lot of hoopla here. And the, the amount that's going to be just on scene – a number one because a Cleveland Brown is going into the Hall of Fame and it doesn't happen very often, and the fact that Joe is just as big as he is that's going to take up a lot, a lot of this ceremony. But Tory Holt, my mind should be there. Rodney Barber should be there. Dwight Freeney should be in there, and you know then it's going to start trickling down because you know a couple of years from now these guys you don't get in now you can start competing with the Tom Brady's of the world, the JJ Watts of the world. And, and think about you want to get in the next couple of years, otherwise I mean they might just say the year. It's J.J. Watt and Tom Brady say, that's it. We ain't even giving nobody else a chance. And, and, de- and you, you got to think about it now. Devin Hester is pretty much your last returner going in because not, you can't even return kicks anymore. Nope. Nobody returns kicks. I, I mean, I mean, this guy, I mean, he changed the game in terms of he ran back the opening kick of the Super Bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. This guy, mm-hmm. I, think, I think Devin Hester is the last return guy to get in. Um, I think they may sneak him in just because – now they've already they they're pretty much as a league said we we're taking that 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 get, that play out of the game. That's no yep. longer. I think he'll be it's a throwback. Yep, he's Ray guy. Yep, and that's the th- the thing though for Devin Hester is is like how long does it get stewed on on this? Like, look, you're going in the Hall of Fame. We just maybe don't know when. Now, you know, guys don't want to hear that, but I mean, you look at this, and you know, the reason Devin Hester was as good as he was is people were just stupid. Stop <laughs> kicking a ball to him, dude. I mean. I, I want you to punt the ball 35 yards and make sure it goes out of bounds. If they, if Devin Hester catches the ball, you were fired. You will not take the next punt for this team today. I'm not talking about fired when the game's over. I'm not going to let you punt again. But he, he he actually Devin Hester actually messed it up for Josh Cribs. I think yeah. if, if if Devin Hester isn't alive or Devin Hester does is never plays football, I think you 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 seriously look at Josh Cribs as saying. Wow, he was doing stuff that no one else did. I think Devin Hester came and did it at such a high level that you can only have one, one maybe two specialists like that in the game, and you got to go with Hester. And we'll just keep this one here, Browns fans. If you take into athletic ability and speed, Josh Cribbs was the better returner because he did more with less. Devin Hester was one of the fastest dudes ever in the NFL. Ever. So it was real easy to do what he did. Josh Cribbs, it created it, it required creativity. It created it required work ethic. It required yeah. film. Like, dude, this guy spent a lot of time watching film to be a solid return man. Um, so you get to it. Yeah, for me, those are the names. You know, we'll see the way it all works out Thursday night. You got the awards. G and I be back tomorrow, our Super Bowl preview. Um, you know, I hope you guys haven't listened to some other spots I've already done this week because I don't want the cat out of the bag, so to speak. <laughs> but you know, we'll get to all that. Um, but, it, you know, for it, it, it's a culmination. And, you know, I, I know G and I are excited because to actually just be sitting here and like kind of waiting on information for a guy we know, a guy we talk to, a guy who's just an absolute stinking gentleman and just a great human being all around. And to be able to actually know that, well, I actually know that dude, like physically know that dude. I've talked with that dude. You know, I mean, I can only there's a little bit of nerves in me and I can only imagine what's going on with Joe and his family right now. It's crazy, man. Like you said, from a dude that you talk to and you know and and you you you've had a great conversation with, 
ins and outs. It's just really cool to see a guy like that be able to, you know, really know that he's about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I'm just excited, ecstatic to, uh, you know, see Joe go in because, uh, you know what? He was the only thing we had for such a long time, and it's good for him to finally get his flowers on that main stage because there's a lot of opportunities that, I, you know, we felt like Joe should be in the playoffs, and he stayed here when he could have won other places. So shout out to him, and I'm looking forward to, you know, me being from Canton, having an opportunity, you know, definitely uh, to enjoy that. No doubt. Um, so got to a ton here. Obviously, look, um, how this all shakes out with Greg News from the cornerback position. And, you know, I can't blame Greg. No corner wants to be labeled a slot corner. Nobody wants to have to play in there. You know what I'm saying? I've shown what I can already do on the outside. Why is it automatically I'm the one that's got to go to the inside? I get it. I do. We'll see if, you know, if there is a way the Browns have to work around it. We'll see. We talked about that, obviously. And Hall of Fame inductions, you know, I know everybody's here. And we talked about this, you know, yesterday uh, with what y'all witnessed with LeBron Thursday night. Uh, situation we're about to get here with Joe Thomas. Uh, you know, Cleveland fans, you're tough because you ain't spoiled by any means whatsoever. So you get, you know, something like this in a 48-hour period. It's a really, really special, special moment for all you guys who put in a lot of time loving and rooting for franchises. Sometimes turn around and break your heart, but you get a couple special moments like this in a 48-hour window. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday on YouTube, 11 to 1. Make sure you're checking it out. Also, the Barbershop, Saturday mornings on 92.3 The Fan. can always catch G over there as well. Other opportunities. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. We appreciate you all for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Whether it's on your favorite uh, free on your favorite podcast app, of course, here on YouTube, the Roku app, of course. A uh, lot coming on here. Close out the week before we get to Super Bowl 57 Sunday. Eagles Chiefs should be a good one. Barbecue versus cheesesteaks. We'll see the way it all plays out. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on ELOB. Let's go, Browns.